0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students podcast. This week in middle school, we continued our series, Heaven and Earth Collide. Questions were collected prior to this message, and 10 of those questions were answered in a QA and a style. We hope you enjoy the message. Amen. You guys can have a seat. Well, good morning. It's good to see you guys after Thanksgiving. It's kind of crazy. feels like it's been a long time. Always feels weird when we have a Sunday off. Uh... So yeah, we've got two weeks left of middle school for this year, and in those last two weeks, uh, so we'll have today and we'll have next week, and we're going to be wrapping up our Heaven and Earth Collide series. So today is actually going to be a little different. We're going to do kind of a, a Q&A where I'm going to answer some of the questions that you guys have already written in and uh, and not have, it's not so much going to be like, hey, open forum, whatever question you want to ask, you ask it and we'll answer it straight from the stage. I wanted to have like a little prep time before that. Uh, but if you guys do have questions, so I'm going to answer 10 different questions uh, that in some way, shape or form you guys have, have written in uh, or multiple people have written in over the last uh, few weeks of this series. And as, as I answer all 10 of those questions, uh, or at least attempt to answer them. Um, if you guys still have questions that are not answered or uh, you just have things that are, have ro- been rolling around in your mind related to the series or, I mean, really related to anything, know that you can always ask your small group leaders. You can ask myself. You can ask anybody else that, that is on staff. Uh, we, we are not a church. We don't want to be a church community, a group of people who shut down you asking questions And I know that there's a lot of of other places where you might have actually been to some of those churches or been a part of some of those communities where you're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be asking this question or if I'm allowed to think like this. Yes, we want you to ask questions. We want you to think outside the box to explore the depths of your faith and, and go after getting answers for all the questions that you have. Uh, Again, we talked about this a few weeks ago, knowing that you may not find an answer that fully satisfies you, or you may not find the answer to your question, and that's an area where we have to trust and have faith in God, because we're not supposed to have all the answers uh, right now as human beings that we are. Maybe one day we'll get some of those answered uh, when we get to heaven, but Uh, so again, if you have questions that aren't answered in these 10, just don't be afraid to to keep asking and keep exploring. In fact, I would very much encourage you to do that. In fact, I was walking through a small group, uh... Because I forgot that they were in the room that I was going through, and I was I was on my way to get some coffee and bagels, and uh, the the small group stopped me and said, "Hey, we got a uh, we got a question that you didn't necessarily cover, and so we stopped and we talked about that that question." And so keep doing that, keep asking the questions. So today, the way this is going to work is I'm going to put the ten questions on the screen one at a time, and we're just kind of going to talk a little bit, like. Obviously can't cover each in super depth, but a little bit about each of these questions. Again, remember these questions were ones that you guys had a chance to write in the first couple weeks of the series. There was a whole lot of them that we covered a couple weeks ago that were questions about sin and where did sin start and... uh, all that kind of stuff. Why are we held accountable for Adam and Eve's uh, first sin? Things like that. We covered that a few weeks ago. Remember, we've got uh, those videos on YouTube for the messages. We've got uh, some, some Audible podcasts you can find on our, uh, on our website and iTunes, I believe. And then, uh, so, so you can go back and listen to those. So that was a big bulk of the questions, was like a question about sin and everything. And the other side of it was like afterlife. Another big chunk of the questions were about like heaven and hell and what does it look like and where is it? And those are kind of the questions that we're going to be touching on today. So first question, question number one, what is heaven? What is heaven? Maybe you've thought about that before. We've all kind of got a picture in our mind. Some of us maybe have uh, the standard image that is in a lot of cartoons and movies that is just little baby angels just naked with, <laughs> with uh, with not feathers, but wings on their back, right? And they just sit up in heaven and they just play the harp and they sit on clouds and, I mean, maybe, maybe that's part of it, I, I don't know. But uh, hev- what is heaven? Heaven basically is this, it is a place where God dwells and where he rules and, and reigns completely uninterrupted. His will is done uninterrupted. And it is a place where after we die, those of us who have put our trust and faith in Jesus, we go to heaven to be, with God. We leave our earthly bodies where we become absent from our bodies and present with the Lord. So, heaven is a dwelling place for God. It's for a, a dwelling place for uh, the angels. There are angels that are there with him or these these heavenly beings and eventually it's a dwelling place for us. Remember, it was, it was actually intended from the beginning to be a place for us and God when heaven and earth were united as one, but we, we did kind of mess that up. So what is heaven? The simple answer is, is that it's a place where God dwells. We don't know all the ins and outs of what it looks like, even though there's uh, some visions and that kind of thing in the Bible, um, but I think it, it's probably those things and so much more, more than our, our human minds can comprehend. Uh, so question number two, what will we do when we get to this place called heaven? What will we do in heaven? Uh, maybe you have thought about this and you're like, I don't know if I want to go to heaven. It kind of sounds boring if all you do is like sing and sit around on, next to those babies and like, wow, dude, put some clothes on. Uh, like uh, maybe you've thought about that. I don't know if I want to just sit next to naked babies and sing all day and for eternity. That's a really long time. I think in heaven, we're going to play. We're going to enjoy life. We're going to hang out with some of those angels. We're going to hang out with each other. We're going to do all kinds of of enjoyable things, not just for our enjoyment, but in a way that glorifies God. Everything that we're going to get to do in heaven is going to be done in a way that glorifies God. We're going to eat to God's glory. We're going to play to God's glory. We're going to sing. There definitely is clearly in scriptures uh, times that we will be singing to God in heaven, and all of it will be done in a way that glorifies God. God where do we where do we get some of that imagery or those those thoughts from the bible i mean it's in the very beginning God intended for life to be done with him. Adam and Eve get to walk through the garden with God and they're enjoying the garden. They get to taste the fruits of the garden. They get to take care of the garden. Like they're, they're doing things and enjoying it all and it's all done in a way that glorifies God. So what we've been doing in heaven, a whole lot of different things. It's gonna be amazing and all of it's going to glorify God. Uh, number three, question number three, will we recognize people in heaven? It definitely seems like it. It seems like it. One of the places we see this in the scriptures is this moment called Jesus' transfiguration. Everybody say transfiguration. Now say it three times fast. Transfiguration, transfiguration, transfiguration. Right? Like somebody drop a beat. We better rap here. Uh, So Jesus' transfiguration, it's this moment where a couple of his disciples, they go up with him on a mountain and he like reveals his whole glory to them, which is wild, right? Uh, But when this is happening, two people come and show up at the scene, a guy named Moses and a guy named Elijah, some of the uh, early fathers, early ancestors of our faith. And they show up and they are recognized, they are noticed, they are, they are known. Like that's just one example of a few in the Bible where it seems like we're gonna know who each other is. And now this kind of gets into like, but but will like, so am I gonna see is, are you going to see me as a current 31-year-old person? Uh, am I going to see you as a middle schooler? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I, we'll talk about that in just a minute. But but in some way, we're going to uh, be able to recognize and know each other. So if you've ever been wondering, you know, will I see this person again? Well, if they've trusted in Jesus and they're in heaven with God right now and, and you go to be there one day as well, it seems like you will be able to recognize them. So kind of fun to think about who are the people, both from your family or maybe from just our, our, our family tree of the faith. Like who are the people that we're going to get to hang out with and spend time with uh, in heaven? That, that's kind of an exciting thing to think about. George Washington, sir, the founder of this great land. <laughs> that, that, that's not who he is, James. Okay, why'd you say that? That was weird. Um, anyway, moving on. I know, I know history, America. Uh, uh, Not chapter four. I got Fortnite on the mind, I guess. Uh, Question number four. Question number four. Will there be animals in heaven? This is a fun one, right? Will there be animals in heaven? It's, (laughs) oh boy. (laughs) Should I answer that one? You guys can talk about that one in, in the Bible, I mean, in, in, in your small groups. Um, so it seems pretty clear there's going to be some animals that we're going to get to enjoy once this life is gone, okay? Uh, in the very beginning, Adam and Eve, they're, they, like Adam gets to name the animals. God makes the animals and says that they are very good. Uh, they get to hang out with and spend time with. And even think about this, like Eve isn't, have you ever thought about this? Eve isn't weirded out by a snake, a serpent talking to her. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> like, I mean, I know that, well, number one, you should be weirded out because that was, in some ways, it was the enemy. Uh, but she wasn't weirded out by a snake talking to her. Hey, Eve <laughs> right? Like, Steve, <laughs> no, no, my name's Eve. snake. I know, I, so I don't know, I'm just, this is getting bad. But, but I, I wonder, so there's animals at the beginning, there's animals at the end, right? We, we hear about, this is kind of like big, big picture uh, revelation in the end, right? We see the lion and the lamb. We see Jesus riding on a horse. Like, there, that's some kind of metaphorical imagery. Jesus riding on the horse. There appears to be a horse. Uh, there's there's animals that are all throughout the beginning and the end. And so, yes, there will be animals there in the end. Um, there and, and, yeah, then you can kind of use some holy spirit imagination on, will they be able to talk? There's a donkey in the Bible that talks. Have you ever seen, read this story or heard this story? Balaam, right? Balaam's donkey. He talks. Uh, So will animals be able to talk with us? I don't know. Maybe some of our, like if you've ever enjoyed the the Snow Buddies movies uh, or anything like that, maybe we'll be able to understand what our golden retrievers are saying. Now, I didn't do this in first service, okay? Will your cat Fluffy be in heaven with you, okay? Let me tell you right now, let me tell you your cat is evil <laughs> and it will not be in heaven because there's another place for that cat. Uh, no, it, so here's the thing. Animals animals, and humans are made very are made differently. Humans are made in the image of God. Part of what that means is that we have a soul that once this life is over, that's not the end for our, our soul, right? We go to be with God. We kind of talked about that a little bit ago. Animals, I know they're sweet and they seem to, to get you like nobody else gets you, but they don't have souls. And so will your cat, will your dog, will your pet be with you in heaven? Here. Eileen, okay. Look, I'm gonna tell you how Eileen, Eileen, know. Okay, I know that's really sad, but let me say this: every part of heaven will be glorifying to God. Okay, so here, here's the only only area I'll and because I don't think that this is. I mean, it sort of is a big deal, but in the grand scheme of things, does this change our faith dramatic, drastically, dramatically, dramatically? That's how you combine dramatically and drastically. If it is glorifying to God, then it will be in heaven, okay? So, I would lean no. Like, if I, if I had to say, hey, hard and fast, this is where I'm putting my money. Uh, but uh, I think a small group leader in the last service answered it very well by saying, if it glorifies God, then maybe Fluffy, well, not Fluffy, because Fluffy's evil, and will be in the other place, but uh, maybe. So, but will there be animals in heaven? Yeah, that seems pretty clear throughout the scriptures, okay? Okay. Uh, Gosh, well, I keep saying verse or chapter in my head before I say this. Question number five, okay? Uh, what will our resurrection body be like? Hello, beach bod. Finally, I'm getting it, right? I'll be able to wear, my, <laughs> I'll be able to wear that baby. Ooh, yeah. Check me out. This what, <laughs> I'm gonna have a 12 pack, okay? I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a 12 teen pack. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking so good, but everybody will, so it won't even be a big deal, right? What will your resurrection body look like or be like? I don't know what it's going to look like, okay? This is another one of those things. So let let me explain to you first the whole resurrection body idea, okay? So if you were to die today, all right, your body stays on earth. Lord? (laughs) Your body doesn't stay on earth. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, Stays on earth. And your soul goes to be with God, okay? But one day when the new heavens and the new earth are one, we apparently will get new bodies. We will get resurrection bodies is how the scripture describes them. Jesus, we actually get to see his resurrected body when he resurrects, okay? He comes back to life. And really interesting to think about Jesus's resurrected body and wonder, what does this mean for us? First thing that's really good news, apparently we get to eat, okay? Because Jesus comes back, Jesus comes back and he makes breakfast with the disciples and he, he consumes it, okay? Resurrected body isn't like, okay, you're a ghost and everything you eat's going to go through you and whatever, okay? And just fall out, not like you're using the bathroom, but just fall. Never mind, it's too descriptive. But apparently we get to eat, okay? Other things interesting about Jesus' uh, resurrected body, uh, he had wounds, which is really interesting to think about. He had wounds. Uh, The nails pierced his hands. And remember, he's able to go and say to Thomas, hey, feel the wounds in my hands. Put your finger where they pierced me in my side. For some reason, Jesus still has these wounds. Here's what I think the reason is, it's to glorify God. Jesus is given a body that will perfectly glorify God in all the ways that it functions and looks and all those things. And so how old will we be? however old we need to be to most glorify God, how athletic or how beautiful or how, all those things, you can put those under the category of whatever is going to most glorify God, right? I know it's kind of like a cop-out answer, but it's kind of fun to think about, man, well, what is the way that will most glorify God? Um, Other thing about Jesus's body, which this is where it gets like, okay, Holy Spirit, imagination, here we go. Jesus is outside of a room where the disciples are talking about him, okay? And they're like saying, hey, we've seen him. No, Thomas, don't be a doubting Thomas. Uh, And Jesus like phases through the wall and enters into this discussion, okay? Like, bro, (laughs) okay, if we could touch you, you should just knock on the door. If you can eat, like you can clearly, you're not a ghost, you can do that thing, but I don't don't know, maybe Jesus just wanted to show off or who knows what it was, but apparently we can like phase through things which is crazy. So point being, our resurrected bodies will be similar to what we have now, but will be so much better than what we have now. Here's where I kind of start wondering, because there are some places in the Bible where it's like, did they just like, did God teleport them? Or like, did what just happened there? I want, this is like, this is Holy Spirit imagination. Okay. This is how I'm classifying this. Can we teleport, right? (laughs) <laughs> this is important, because if we're, if we're in heaven, if we're in heaven, and we get to enjoy all these things to the glory of God, then what if we can, like, teleport to Hawaii or something, right? In the new heavens, and the new earth, that kind of Hawaii, or, like, I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, but what if we can go on these awesome adventures, and we can boom, 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 right, just teleport from one place to another, and uh, that kind of gets exciting, but point is, what our resurrected bodies look like, we don't know, how old we will be How old will we be? we don't know, but those answers would be, "Hey, whatever glorifies God the most, what will be all the things that our resurrected bodies can do? A lot more than what we can do now, and a lot that we just don't know. The Bible doesn't have whole chapters on, "Hey, here's your resurrected body," like some of your textbooks uh, <laughs> would do if they were talking about this, right? Um, but we can pick up on little pieces throughout the scripture on what that would be. Okay, spent probably too much time on that. Uh, Question number six, do we go to heaven immediately when we die? We've kind of already talked about this, but the answer seems to be yes. One of the major places we see this in the Bible is Jesus is on the cross. There's a thief who chooses to believe in him on the cross that is next to him. And Jesus turns to him and says, today you will be with me in paradise, all right? Not tomorrow, not in a thousand years, although I guess like technically they would still be with him in a thousand years. But he says today. So there seems to be some immediacy to if we were to die today, we would leave our bodies today, right then, and our soul would go to be with God in heaven. So there's not, the reason this, I think people were asking this question is sometimes there's this thought of like there would be this waiting place before we get to heaven. Uh, But no, there's nothing like that for us, uh, this side of the cross. But here's what's interesting is in some ways, Heaven is a waiting place. Okay, Tr- track with me here. Follow me here. Because we get to heaven, we're enjoying heaven, we're enjoying life with God. But eventually, there will be new heavens and new earth. Heaven will not be uh, uh, separated from earth. There w- they will be one once again. And this whole new thing will be happening, which will be really awesome, really amazing. But until then, right now, like in our timeline, I'm about to change it up on you in a second. Heaven is kind of waiting for that merger, that final completion of what God intended to begin with. But get this, are they waiting in heaven? Because... It seems like, okay, we didn't talk about this in question one, but it seems like heaven is this other dimension that's like outside of time and outside of space, and so what would feel like waiting to us on earth, this is where I'm getting like real, some of you Marvel nerds or like uh, Spider-Man into the multiverse kind of things, right? Yeah, like put your thinking cap on, boys and girls, but if there is no such thing as time, then does it actually feel like they're waiting? I think they're anticipating, like, but I, I did, like that just blows my mind so sometimes I even think about it like this like if, if I were to go to heaven today would I actually feel like I'm waiting for the merger to happen number one uh, but number two would I feel like I'm waiting because some of you think about this you wonder like well what if I died today and then I have to wait for my friends or for my family to get there but there's no such thing as like like time like we think about time in heaven at least that's what it seems from the scriptures so would it feel like waiting at all or would it just be like hey I'm here oh hey you're here too now right you tracking with me Somebody's tracking with me, and some of you, are, your minds are blown by it. And some of you are like, I'm going to sleep, okay? <laughs> or you're like, I'm going back to sleep because I started out sleeping when you started talking, sir. I know. I see you. I see you in the shadows with your pillow. Okay, so do we go to heaven immediately when we die, though? Uh, the answer seems to be yes. But again, heaven by itself is not our final place. The final place is heaven and earth combined in our new resurrected bodies, enjoying all the things that are in the new heavens and the new earth. Question number seven. We need to move along and wrap up. What is hell? <laughs> the H-E, double hockey sticks. Can he say that in church? Yes, I can. I did it. Uh, what is hell? Hell is the place uh, where, where people go who choose not to believe in Jesus. Hell is a place of, of eternal uh, punishment. And, and basically, here's what it is. Etern- eternity without God. Okay? Here's what it's not. It's not eternity under the rule and reign of Satan, which is what a lot of people think. A lot of people, when you think of, of hell, you probably think of like fire, and, and maybe there's, there's some of that. There's scripture that talks about, what'd you just say? A bowl of coffee? Cold coffee? That's, that's disgusting. That has got to be what hell is like. Uh, <laughs> Some of you are like, yeah, coffee's disgusting. I knew it. Every day my mom drinks that coffee pot from, never mind. You can't say that, okay? Because you're not in church when you say that. But uh, hell is not ruled by Satan. A lot of us think that hell, we, ha- we have pictures of it being like fire and stuff. And yes, there is imagery. There are verses in scripture that talk about lakes of fire and that kind of thing. So, so maybe, I don't, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but it's not, hey, and the throne of Satan is in hell. No, Satan doesn't get this area to just rule. Like, God didn't say, here, you can, have, you can have hell with the bad people. No, actually, eventually, hell will be the place that Satan is trapped for eternity. And so, so hell is eventually for Satan to be trapped in for, forever for good. But hell is also for the people who choose not to love Jesus. And I know that some of you struggle with that and wrestle with it. And you're like, that sounds really unloving. But remember, we've talked about love is not forced. It's not robotic and so this is this is what people have chosen for themselves and god god gives it to them so that's what hell is i know it doesn't sound great um but we do we do believe as christians that it's a real place who goes to hell that's question number eight uh people who don't trust jesus we we just talked about that people who do not trust jesus go to hell Question number nine, where is heaven? Where is hell? I told you I'm not gonna be able to answer all of your questions today. Uh, so keep asking them, keep searching for answers, keep asking me, keep writing them in, keep asking your small group leaders, keep raising your hands. I'm not gonna answer any more questions or take any more hand raising the rest of this service because we're running out of time. But where is heaven? Where is hell? Here's kind of how I've started to think about it is they are probably closer than we realize, uh, but we cannot, we cannot touch and we cannot grasp them. I, I'm, I've started to think about it as maybe kind of different like dimensions, okay? Because there seems to be moments where uh, like th- heavenly things happen on earth. So th- like it, it's close. There's some sort of crossover. There's also times where hellish things happen on earth, right? Like you guys know people who are living in hell on earth, by choices they've made or by things that they've been they've had done to them maybe you've experienced this yourself like but the, but there's there's crossover i think these things are much closer than we realize but it's not like hey i can just portal over to heaven whenever i want like that's that's not how it works either but this is this is the whole spiritual uh Spiritual battle and, and reality of the spirit world that is uh, around us, even though we don't always understand and, and get that. It's much closer than we think, but it's not just something that we can reach out and touch, okay? I know some of this stuff sounds like things that you've seen in Marvel movies. And here's what I will say here's what I'll say to that. I actually think that the reason some of these things sound like they're in movies is because there's something in us. That wants these things to be real because they are real. There's like an, something embedded in us that says, hey, this life isn't all there is. Hey, what, what if there was this like cool dimension thing? I, I think that a lot of it is far more real than we know. And when we write or draw comic books about it or we write books about it, it's pointing to this reality that these things are truer than we realize inside of ourselves. So that's where it's really fun to like, like Doctor Strange is one of my favorite Marvel movies because of all the like spiritual stuff in it. I'm not saying that all of it's true, but some of it, it like it, when you start to see some of these things with this series specifically, you start to see, oh man, that, that, that like, it actually is kind of true. And it starts to get you really excited about uh, about life and about Jesus and all this stuff. So look for those things in movies, okay? I'm not saying that when you watch Marvel, oh, guys, have I already told you? I I met somebody who believes in the lizard people from the whole Marvel thing. Like, have I, have I ever told you this? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I got into a really interesting conversation, right? That is true. The lizard people are true. No, it's not. Um, I got into a conversation with somebody over Xbox. I'm a gamer. <laughs> uh, and... And I got into a, an Xbox party with him, and we started talking about, like, what we did for, for work and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a youth pastor. And he's like, oh, man, I got some stuff to tell you, brother. I'm about to enlighten your mind. And he went on this trip and told me about, oh, gosh, it was crazy. He believes in lizard people and the whole timeline thing. If you've ever seen, um, uh, gosh, what is it? Loki. If you've ever seen the Loki Marvel series, he basically believes in everything that's on that It's wild, man. All right, question number 10. Question number 10. I've probably stirred up more questions than I've given you answers. Question number 10, what should you do with this series? Maybe you've been asking, why are we talking about any of this to begin with? Really short and simple. Hopefully this series, and we're wrapping it up officially next week, has given you hope. Hope that there's something bigger that you're called to in the here and now. Hope that there's something more than just this life. Hope that there's something more, not that there's, more uh, just for you in this life, but there's more for other people, maybe people who have passed on or people who are sick and you're afraid to lose. But I hope that there's things in this series that have given you hope because of what God is doing all around us and what he's calling us and inviting us into. Number two, I hope that this has given you uh, some sort of framework to talk about these things with other people, to help people see that, hey, it's not just about going to heaven or going to hell when you die, but that there is an invitation, a life that God has invited you into, and that's what gets me to number three. I hope that this series has challenged you to think about where has God invited you to participate in heaven and earth coming back together, where has he invited you to participate in that right now? Remember we talked a few weeks ago about Jesus came and he, was, he, he started this whole uh, merging process officially, right? The, the kingdom of God is at hand. You can touch it. You can experience it. You can taste it. You can be a part of it right now. Jesus came and made little pockets of heaven everywhere he went, and now we're called to do the same thing. So hopefully you're challenged in some way, shape, or form to do that. Again, keep asking questions, keep seeking answers. You may not find them all, but that's an invitation to trust and have deeper faith in the God who created this whole thing and holds this whole thing together and, uh, and loves you and loves me more than we can know. One day we'll get to chill with him and ask him all these questions. Let me pray for us, then we're gonna go to small groups. I hope this has been fun and helpful for you guys. God, thank you that we are a church, we are a community of people who, are not afraid to ask questions. Help us to keep asking questions and seeking answers, and may may that seeking and searching lead to deeper faith and trust in you. We love you. Pray that some of that would even happen in our small groups today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.